Good afternoon, dear friends, and thank you for joining me for your first podcast for religion in the year 2020 amidst the COVID-19 crisis. And today we're going to be discussing Christian stewardship, the timeless truth that God has called us to be his own. And our lesson focus is that you will understand the basic principles of lifelong stewardship. If you'd be so kind as to turn with me to page 245 in your student workbook, we'll be looking at lesson number 58, which will help prepare you for the quiz, which will be available to you on Thursday. When you take the quiz, you will be required to fill it out and email it back to me the same day. Please remember, the quiz will not be accepted if you mail it back the next day. This is a time-sensitive quiz And I want to make sure you're doing it in a timely fashion. Now, the memory is going to be a little more difficult. Our memory passage is from Hebrews, and it's a bit lengthy. And this one would be very easy for you to cheat. But in order to get credit for your memory score, you will have to email me that you did the memory in front of your parents. And you will have to copy your parents on that email so I know that you did it with your parents. I appreciate your honesty in these matters. And remember, cheaters never prosper. Christian stewardship. Well, what can I tell you about Christian stewardship, guys? This is an incredibly near and dear topic to my heart. Mr. Marcy and I have been practicing Christian stewardship personally for years now and probably got a real proper handle on it about 15 years ago when we started studying intimately Dave Ramsey's principles through his financial peace course. You're going to hear a lot more about that in our final section of religion instruction as we prepare you for the future and help you with personal finance management. But Christian stewardship is the part of personal finance management that directly pertains to God. So as you look through your workbook, you need to consider question number 147. What are some of our stewardship responsibilities? Well, according to our workbook, we are to care for our bodies. We are to care for our possessions and finances. We are to care for our neighbors, both in the physical needs and in their need to know the love of God and all that he has done for them in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are to care for the church, church workers, and church property. We are to care for the rest of God's creation, the earth, its bounty, and all of life. Well, we don't have a better illustration of this than all of the hoarders in our community today. Maybe your parents can tell you, or maybe you experienced it personally, all the people that are rushing to the stores right now and are trying to grab their own items for themselves at the expense of others. All the toilet paper is gone. All the paper towels are gone. Many shelves on many grocery stores across the country are completely replete of any canned goods at all. And we've all seen the sad pictures of an older woman or an older man standing there trying to figure out what he's going to eat this week. This is happening Because people are not practicing proper Christian stewardship. They're trying to take more than they need from themselves. And they're not doing much to help others. Again, 
Christian stewardship is to care for God's creation, the earth, its bounty, and all life. That means your neighbor. That means people that need to be cared about that can't care for themselves. And that means making sure you always do your part to help anyone in need. Take a minute to look up in your Bible, 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. Go ahead and pause the video now. And I'll give you some time to read that. When you're finished reading it, go ahead and turn the recording back on and we'll continue. So having read 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, consider this. The Apostle Paul reminds us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are encouraged to care for our bodies. Use the body outline to list some ways you can take care of the various parts of your body. Go ahead and take some time to do that by pausing the recording now. And you can go ahead and offer some things on your body outline. When we come back, I'll give you some suggestions you can follow as well. Good to have you back. Did you write down filling your mind with positive things? Continuing to use your mouth to praise God and speak well of others? Using your hands and feet to serve others? Maintaining a healthy body by eating good food and not consuming things that would be harmful to you? If you didn't, go ahead and take this back a few seconds and make sure you get those down. Remember Hebrews thirteen sixteen. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. God also directs us to care for our possessions and our financial gifts. Go ahead and read 1 Timothy 6, 17-19. And pause the tape here. When you come back, we'll continue. Now that you've read 1 Timothy 6, 17-19, consider some of the ways you can honor God's directive with your physical possessions. Go ahead and write a few of those down in the space that you have available there. And pause the tape so you can do that. Did you write down how to understand how they can share their financial gifts with others? Or how you can better understand what is necessary in order for you to have such possessions? Think about that for a minute if you would. And then turn with me to page 234 in your workbook. Now, we're digging a little deeper. Stewardship, the responsibility overseeing and protection of something considered worth caring for and preserving. Go ahead and read 2 Corinthians 9, 6-11 and 1 Peter 4, 10-11 and pause the recording here so you can do that. Now that you're back, I would like you to write three key ideas for Christian stewardship that you find in these verses. Now that you're back from that. Now, we may have to help you with the translation of the word stewardship for you. Maybe the responsible overseeing and protection of something considered worth caring for and preserving may be a little challenging to you. Stewardship can also just be managing. 
An excellent example of stewardship is like being the captain of a ship. And the ship is something that does not belong to you, but you are responsible for it. And the ship has to go all around the world to deliver the goods that are inside the ship and be able to get this to the people that need it the most. Now, keeping all the goods to yourself, at some point, you could just take the ship and sail off to an island and probably have more than enough to live on by yourself. But maybe the onions will go bad. Maybe the wheat in the barrels will go bad or the wine in the casks will go bad. And maybe you'll only have enough for a couple of months and then you'll find yourself destitute and having to go beg and for help from someone. But if you're a responsible captain of the ship that you do not own and the goods that you do not own, every single time you come back, you get fresh goods, you get fresh and ample supplies with the expectation that you'll continue to give those out. And you'll find every time that the owner of the ship always makes sure you have the finest stateroom on the ship. You have all of the people working for you and helping you with the distribution of the goods. You are a captain of all that God has entrusted to you. Now, after reading 2 Corinthians 9, 6-11 and 1 Peter 4-11, I hope you got these main points. Number one. Those who sow sparingly reap sparingly. That means if you don't invest a lot in outside of yourself, in your friends, in your family, in your church, in your business or places that you work, you're probably not going to get much back from them in return. Number two, God loves a cheerful giver. Not a giver that is begrudging of the giving, but someone that wants to give and wants to enjoy being generous. Number three, when we give freely, God multiplies the gift. He gives us more, more than we give away. He takes good care of us. This is very true. And I promise you it's true because Miss Marcy and I have experienced this in our lives. We've been able to give so generously that God's been totally giving more to us than we ever give. We always get back more than we give. If you don't think that's true, Just ask Miss Marcy the next time you see her. She will tell you and can even show you the flow charts to prove it. Number three. I think I said number three. Ah, there it is. Number four. Serve one another with your gifts. God's given you very specific gifts that you can use to help and serve others. Some of you have language skills. Some of you have math skills. Some of you are really good with your hands and fixing things. Some of you are adventurous and like to go out and help people go to crazy places and have fun. Some of you like to work from the privacy of your home on your computer. These are all gifts given by God. Make sure you always use them primarily to help others. And then finally, Use the strength that God supplies. Okay, I know that's more than three, but I was hoping after reading those passages, you would have gotten at least three of those five. Never forget, God always gives you more than you think you need. Now read Philippians 4, 14 to 20. Pause the recording until you're finished. Welcome back. 
Paul thanks the church in Philippi for the gift they sent to benefit himself and the church at large. What kinds of gifts do people share with their congregations today? Go ahead and write that in your workbook now. Pause the recording, and I'll come back to you. Good. What did you write down? Did you discuss the gifts that people share? Did you discuss the financial as well as the resources like food and clothing that people share? You probably can't go far in this community without seeing a food bank or a resell it shop where clothing can be found very cheaply. That's why they say it's difficult to tell if someone's poor in our community because you can get very nice clothes at the resell it shops. I knew a girl back in Middleburg that actually got her prom dress on consignment from a resell up shop. And I have to tell you, she looked fantastic. You can do these things. And these are ways we can help out those that are less fortunate and they don't have to go through the pain and the shame and the embarrassment of not being able to dress as nice as we're able to. Go ahead and go to page 235 and read the words of Scripture in Leviticus 25. Take time to outline a plan that God laid out for the children of Israel. Some farmers today still follow this concept and letting the ground ground fallow for a time. Pause the recording and go ahead and write out that plan. Welcome back. Why do you suppose God had the people rest the land for a year? Now, this is important. What we want to do is understand why rest is important. The land, in order to be productive, needs time to recover between plantings. If not, there's a risk the soil can become infertile. Many Farmers in the Middle Ages figured out they could rotate crops because different parts of the soil could rest while new crops were put in there. And that was, in effect, the way that happened. Now, what's important is we understand we are a resource too, and we need a day off too, even pastors. I know a lot of people think we work seven days a week, but we do manage to get at least one day off most of the time. Now, What are some things we can do that can help? Consider the statement in the box. Just as God wanted the children of Israel to care for the environment, he has the same desire for his people today. What are some ways you can care for God's creation? Go ahead and stop the recording and take the time to write that down. Welcome back. Hopefully, you listed things like Recycling, reducing pollution by buying a more pollution-free type of transportation. I know you're all thinking, oh, great, I have to ride a bicycle. Not necessarily. There are some other options coming along that will make it much better. You probably don't need to find the most gas-guzzling diesel four-wheel truck you can. But if you have to have a truck, you can probably find one that's much more fuel-efficient and much, much easier in environment. There's also opportunities for alternative resources like solar panels and other means of energy that don't necessarily use up the precious resources entirely that God has given us. Go ahead and turn to page 236 
Now it's time to talk about time, talent, and treasure. So, how can you be a good steward of the gifts God's given you? As you think about the kinds of gifts you can share, consider these three categories. Time. How do you volunteer your time? Who gets your time? What does your calendar look like? And who is your time most devoted to? You can generally tell in a pastor's cap, Pastor Kappel's calendar what's most important to him. And there's lots of visitations. There's lots of visiting people in the home. There's lots of Bible studies. And there's lots of worship time. So I really have to be careful to dedicate some time to my family as well. How about your talents? Are you a good speaker? Are you athletic? Are you good with math? Are you someone that's gregarious and outgoing? Or are you someone that can sit by yourself and struggle with a problem until you break the wall and get to the solution? Everybody has their particular talents. Following a guide like What Color Is Your Parachute can really help you one day. It's a great read. And it may help you discover what your talents are when you're especially looking for future career opportunities. Someone once told me, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. And that's true. That's why it's not hard for me to go 7, 10, 13, 14 days in a row. Because I really do what what I love to do. But God's commanded me, make sure you take that day of rest because you do need it. And we still have to remember that even if you're doing what you love. And then finally, your financial resources, your treasure. What is your treasure? For some people, it's stocks and bonds and investments. Some people, it's just the cash they can carry in their pocket. Some people, it's jewelry and even gold. But your treasure is that thing that God has given you that you can use as a financial resource to make a life not only for yourself, but for a family and to help those in need. Consider how you could share each of these categories and record your ideas below next to the clock for time, the blue ribbon for talent, and the treasure chest for treasure. Go ahead and pause the recording and we'll come back. Outstanding. Now, Hopefully, you've found some ways that you could use all three of these to be good stewards and to be able to help others. If you have family at home with you, go ahead and act out a game of charades to act out the different servant ideas that you can do together. Well, that's the end for the lesson today. The extra credit is in your lesson plan. If you do that, again, make sure you send back your thoughts on how you did the extra credit with your family and make sure you copy your parents on the extra credit. And of course, you will get credit for that extra credit if I see that your email back to me on your extra credit was copied to your parents. Also, take time to go ahead and work on your learning log. Obviously, as long as we're not in school together, you can go ahead and just type me up your learning log. And here's what I want you to do. Pause now to get your book ready, and I'll read it very slowly and very carefully so you can write the question down. Then you can simply type the email back to me. You don't need to copy your learning log to your parents because I'm the only one that needs to see that, unless you want to copy your parents, of course. 
Here's your learning log for the day. Make sure you write down one key point. Then, read over some important points. And then, leave some feedback that we can think about before coming in next week for Christian questions with their answers. Again, number one, write down one key point and then go over some additional important points. I'm thinking two or three points in addition to the one key point would be good. And then go ahead and leave some feedback about those points that will help prepare you for next week's lesson, Christian Questions with their answers. Then, go ahead and work out a plan on how you could work together with one or more fellow students to combine your time and your talents to share and serve in the church. Don't forget to do your learning log. And don't forget your three assignments for the week are your quiz, quiz number 58, which I will be emailing you on Thursday, your memory, which you will email me and make sure you copy your parents that you did the memory performance for them. Then, finally, your learning log, where you talked about the key points, a few supporting points of this lesson, and you came up with a plan on how you could work together with one or more fellow students to combine specific time and talent and treasure to serve the church. Extra credit can be done with your family and email back. Remember, to get credit for extra credit, you must copy your parents. That's the digital equivalent of your parents' signature. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to call me or text me at 352-434-2827. And I'd be happy to discuss anything with you that you need help with. And make sure you guys succeed with the rest of the time we have together, whether it's digitally or in person. I personally am praying that we get back together real soon because we all miss you desperately here and we pray that you and your families are doing well. If they're not doing well, please let me know. Faith Lutheran Church is here to help all of you, whether you're members of our church or not. And we want to do our part to help you in this difficult times that we're all facing. The Lord be with all of you. And would you be so kind as to join me in prayer. Father God, we thank you for giving us all the time we need, all the talent we need, and all the treasure we need to serve you. You've been such a blessing to us. And we get to see those fruits in difficult times like we're experiencing right now with this COVID-19 virus. Father, remove this pestilence from us. Get us clean of this in our society so we may come together as you desire yet again and serve your community with the gospel of Jesus Christ for the redemption of all sinners. In Jesus' precious name, we all pray together. Amen. Thank you, guys. Everything will be in your lesson plan. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to call me. The Lord be with you.